Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Culture Jack News Desk. I, I know uh, we were on hiatus last week. Completely not my intention. This is on the Culture Jacked podcast as well. And today is Thursday, September 30th. Congratulations, we made it to the end of September. Um, you know, big things uh, came and went in September and more big things coming in October. I think, you know, really... If you put some time to think about it, there's just big things coming all the time. And it's just us living through big thing after big thing until, you know, we uh, no longer have the capacity to enjoy or celebrate or, or uh, I-, I guess, uh, take witness to the big things. But that's not what this is about. This is the news desk. It's September 30th, 2021. And today on the news desk, we're going to be talking about a few things. We've got the September Nintendo Direct that happened. I think that happened probably should have been in last week's broadcast, but for reasons that are yet to be disclosed, I did not have any of my technical equipment, my microphone, my computer, or anything to record that podcast. We're also going to be talking about a couple rumors to include uh, maybe some new Minecraft uh, stuff, maybe some new Minecraft games or sequels. Um, And then what is the future of Titanfall, specifically Titanfall 3 from Respawn? Uh, Well, we don't have any solid information on that. We've got a couple of hints from the studio uh, directly. Now, this is the news desk. If this is your first ever experience, with the Culture Jack podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Wonderful to have you here. Take a moment, uh, follow the podcast, subscribe to it, whatever platform you're listening to us on. We're on all different kinds. You can follow us on social media at Culture Jacked on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And <clears throat> something I don't know if we've mentioned on the podcast uh, specifically, but if you are one of our followers over there on Facebook, Facebook has added a new feature that you can listen to our podcasts on their platform as well. So if you're interested in, you know, maybe having yourself a nice little scroll across your timeline and listening to us talk about video games and movies and technology, things that things that we're interested in, well, you can do that now. That option is now available to you. But if you are new to the show, we have all different kinds of shows that we deliver to you every week. We've got this, the news desk, where we talk about video games. The Friday show is a show that I have tomorrow um, where I talk about things that strike my particular fancy. I think I'm going to be um, waxing poetically or at least as poetically as I can about fanboys and, you know, kind of that that tribalism, that, that culture that we have about, you know, mine is better than yours. My thing, the, my group, uh, the thing that I celebrate, uh, is, is way, um, more important and integral and, um, I don't know, better than, better than your thing that you celebrate. Uh, so we've got that on Friday, uh, occasionally on Saturdays, we'll have on today's episode where we talk about a movie that we've just watched, or we talk about a show that we are currently watching. And basically it's a review and recap show where we talk about, you know, what went on and what we thought about it, what it means, maybe some theories and, and hypothesis regarding what's going to happen next. Then on Sunday, we've got the Weekend Wire. Anthony, he talks about movie news. And then on Monday, we have Monday Madness to start out your week. Um, we usually, 
or we used to, I guess not even usually anymore, it had to be something that was recurrent in order to uh, qualify as a usually, but we used to have a man named Archimedes Abigail deliver you the news. He has since gone on the lam. We don't know where he is. Um, He made some rather tremendous remarks the last time he was on the show, and then he disappeared into obscurity. Um, I think... I, I hope we hear from him. Some I think we'll hear from him at some point, uh, but that point is not is not now. So with with all of that being said and out of the way, let's dive into the show. Let's talk about your news, and uh, we'll start with well, we'll start with the the, the transition on the, the the news desk. What we'll actually start with is that uh, Nintendo Direct that we just had. I believe it was last week. Maybe it happened on the twenty second or twenty third. Um, but first thing is first, uh, Anthony talked about it on the weekend wire. There is a Mario movie coming holiday 2022. And that was uh, also revealed in this Nintendo direct just to recap. I know he talked about it already, but it has got a very star studded cast just to name a few. Uh, Chris Pratt is going to be playing Mario, Charlie day as Luigi, Anya Taylor joy is princess peach my personal favorite character, Jack Black, my personal favorite actor, is going to be playing Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, and Charles Martinet, the original recurrent voice of Mario in the video games, is going to be making several cameo appearances as different voices in the game. So a lot of people have um, suggested and, and, and thought that maybe Charles Martinet would be playing a character that was akin to Mario's father and uh, Nintendo did get out ahead of this. And they did say that Chris Pratt as Mario, a traditionally silent protagonist, well, a silent in so much so as he doesn't have full scripted lines. He does, you know, a lot of yep. Yahoo. Ha ha. Oh no. <laughs> Goodbye. Gay Bowser. But he doesn't typically have a lot of speaking lines, or at least a lot of lines with a lot of depth to them. But Nintendo said that's going to be changing. And I, I've been listening to a lot of people talk about this since the announcement. And they said it is going to be weird. It is going to be strange to have someone do a fully voiced Mario character in these movies. But it's something that had to be done because you can't have... A, a real good meaty movie without, I guess, considerable dialogue, or at least it hasn't been done because video games are very different from the stories that are told in movies. So it'll be interesting. And I doubt they're going to have Chris Pratt do an Italian voice the whole time. I, <laughs> I can't in, in 2021, I can't see that as going well for Nintendo or Chris Pratt or anyone else uh, if he was faking being an Italian guy for the entire movie. But I'm very excited for this movie. I'm very excited to have Jack Black uh, play Bowser. And, And maybe it's not so much so that Jack Black has, uh, it's like the perfect characterization of Bowser, but I think it's more that Jack Black can lend the kind of animated vocal experience that I think we deserve 
in a Bowser. So I'm very excited about this movie. It is going to come out holiday 2022, or at least that is what it is now. There's been so, there's been so many movie delays, and I think part of that too, I mean, for an animated movie, probably a little easier to keep it on track, on schedule, because even if you do have an actor or a director who is you know, out with coronavirus, well, you can still do things remotely for an animated show. For, for a live-action movie, you're going to need to build sets and, and get everybody uh, on set to, to do their, their particular pieces of the, of the puzzle. Uh, other big announcements that we had during this Nintendo Direct, the Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis um, is going to have a online expansion pack to the Nintendo online service. I believe the Nintendo online currently is either $19.99 or $29.99. So it's 20 or 30 bucks. And this one will cost you 50 bucks, $49.99. It's coming out late October and it's going to have, shoot, I, I put all of these pictures on my phone. So I wouldn't, <clears throat> so I would not uh, miss telling you the title. So the launch titles for this new expansion, the Nintendo 64 launch titles are going to include Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, a fan favorite, Winback, Covert Operations, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and a game called Sin and Punishment. So that's the the ones that are going to be available at launch. Now, they have also announced some future releases for the Nintendo 64 uh, games that are going to appear on the service. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I never played that one. Uh, Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, F-Zero X, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, Paper Mario, and Banjo-Kazooie. And then um, in Japan, exclusively, they're going to have Custom Robo and Custom Robo uh, Volume 2. Now, for the Sega Genesis, they're going to have Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, I think we've got some more news on a... More Castlevania news uh, today as well. But Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine in Japan. It's Puyo Puyo. Echo the Dolphin. I know Anthony and I played that uh, when we were younger. Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, that's M.U.S.H.A. I don't know what that stands for. Fantasy Star 4, Rystar, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage, and Strider. Uh, so that's kind of a cool announcement. I, I currently do not pay for the the current Nintendo switch online. Uh, I just don't, I just don't feel like it's worth it. If I'm going to go online, typically it's to play a competitive shooter, like an apex legends or something along those lines, not to play uh smash brothers where I don't think I'm very competitive, uh, to begin with or at all. Actually, uh, they also announced some new wireless controllers. They're going to do a wireless N64 and wireless classic uh, Sega Genesis controller as well, which isn't surprising based on the, the previous announcement. Uh, a few games they announced, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is coming out next spring. Bayonetta 3 got a trailer. Now this one, I believe, in listening to the people that, that are smartest about this, the experts in this industry, uh, talk about it. It was first announced back in 2017. 
So this is a game that has been long percolating in the video game industry. Uh, it is supposed to come out next year, 2022. Uh, but Bayonetta 3 got a gameplay trailer. Actually, not just a... Did it have an announced trailer back in 2017? It must have. Monster Hunter Rise is getting a DLC called Sunbreak. That's supposed to be coming out in 2022. Splatoon 3 got some gameplay footage also in 2022. Uh, voice, what is this? Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars is coming out next month, October 28th. Um, this is a very interesting game. Like I, I saw this, I was reading a list of the, the big announcements from the Nintendo Direct and I, I went and looked at a YouTube video on this one. It's a Square Enix game. And what it is, well, I have a hard time describing what it is because it's kind of a standard RPG fare, but the story, the gameplay, the overworld, and the combat are all played out with cards. And not cards like you would think of in a uh, traditional, what was the Witcher card game? Gwent. Not like a, a Gwent card game. But like a traditional game that just was all of the characters, all of the scenery, all of the dialogue was all written out, drawn out and played out via cards. And so it was a very interesting looking one. It doesn't look like it's too like graphically heavy, like too, um, I guess it, it's not it's not pressing the Nintendo Switch hardware to the max, but. It looks really, really interesting. And if it has a good story, I guess it doesn't need kind of the traditional graphic elements um, that make those kind of games great. Kokobo GP, it's uh, it's a <laughs> it's basically a Final Fantasy kart racer game. I saw who was the knight. It wasn't. I did see Vivi from Final Fantasy Nine, but the knight from Final Fantasy Nine, I also saw him. And then Kokobos. And other characters from the Final Fantasy franchises. Um, and I guess if the cart play is good enough, it could maybe rival Mario Kart. But Nintendo Switch already has uh, Mario Kart for this, this type of game. Although I think this one is also a multi-platform game. Because Square Enix games typically are. Speaking of Square Enix, they've got another one, Triangle Strategy. It used to be. Project Tri Triangle Strategy, they announced at E3. Was it E3 they announced it? Or was it earlier this year? I can't recall, but that's coming out on March 4th, 2022, if everything remains as it is. And I, <laughs> I also heard someone say, hey man, we shouldn't say the game is coming out. We should say the game is scheduled for this because there have been so many delays in movies and in video games that it's hard to tell, you know, what is really going to make it when uh, it's going to make it. Act Razor Renaissance is a remaster of a game. I've never I've never played it, but apparently it was a NES game and that was available immediately during the day of the direct. So it's available now if you're interested in it. Dying Light 2 Stay Human. The cloud version is coming out on the 4th of February next year. And then Dying Light Platinum Edition comes out October 19th. So next month here in a here in a few weeks. Uh, Delta Rune Chapter 2 uh, is going to be free to Chapter 1 owners. So if you have already purchased Delta Rune 
you're going to get this second chapter for free. It is available during the uh, Nintendo Direct, so it's also out now. Now, the Delta Rune game is, I believe, a sequel to Undertale. Maybe it's a prequel. I'm not sure, but I know Undertale and Delta Rune have a huge cult following on the internet. And maybe it's not even a cult following. Maybe it is just a honest to goodness following. Maybe they are that that dang popular. And I played a little bit of Undertale. I wasn't in the right mindset to get into it. I will get back into it and give it a try. And then I'm sure if it really strikes my fancy, I will move on to Delta Rune chapter one. And, and chapter two, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is getting another DLC on October 29th. Mario Party Superstars uh, is coming out on October 29th. Uh, they've also clarified which mini games are going to be in that. So if you haven't followed that at all, Mario Party has been a it has been a, a wonderful party party game for a long time, uh, starting on the Nintendo 64. Um, and those were the games that. I mean, you really felt that that competition between your friends and family. And and those are the games I think I've talked about on the podcast before where some of them had you spin the joystick very frantically and you would do it so much so that you would develop a uh, a blister on your hand. And so you, you'd have all of these, <laughs> everyone in your family would have these blisters on their hands uh, and it was from competing very heavily in in Mario Party. Mario Golf Super Rush is getting a DLC. Disco Elysium Final Cut uh, is coming out digitally October 12th, and it then is getting a physical release on um, sometime next year in 2022. Now, this is something that struck me as as kind of odd, I guess. I, I don't know or I'm not familiar with games getting a digital release first and a physical release later. And I think most of the time, if that were to be the case, it would be the case of a smaller or indie developer who maybe did not have, you know, the startup to to publish the game physically at first. And they were counting on those digital sales. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars has got a Knights of the Old Republic um, port to the Nintendo Switch is coming out on November 11th, which is very odd timing because the uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake for PlayStation 5 was just announced at that PlayStation showcase a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Castlevania has an advanced collection that is out now. Now, I have never played any of the Castlevania games, or I, I may have but I don't remember them well enough. I don't know if I ever beat them, if I did play them. Uh, but this might be a perfect opportunity to get back into Castlevania if you have never been. And let's see, it brings together four classic Castlevania games. Uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, and Castlevania uh, Dracula X. So if there's any hardcore Castlevania fans listening to the podcast, uh, which one should I start with? If I do indeed, I think this is, it's a 20 buck, 20 buck. <laughs> Reminds me of that old joke when you were kids, you know, and you were like, I, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. And then they give you the thing and then you headbutt them 10 times. And then you know, I said 20 bucks. I gave you the bucks, you know, 
twenty deer. Uh anyway, don't don't buck your friends. Don't give Nintendo Switch your your twenty dollars and um play some Castlevania. That's out now anyway. Disney Magical World Two uh Enchanted Edition is coming this holiday season. Shadowrun Trilogy is coming out 2022 for the uh, Switch. I guess that must be a port because I remember playing Shadowrun for, oh gosh, it must have been the Xbox 360. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is coming out November 12th. Rune Factory number 5 is coming out March 22nd of next year. And then from the Arcade Archives, Pac-Man and Xevious are... uh, they're, they're out now. They came out the day of the uh, Nintendo Switch Direct. And shoot, they're they're good to go. All right, so here's some other news stories. Uh, this is from GamingBolt.com. Oh, before I get into that, the Nintendo Switch Direct. Did you see it? Did you check it out? What is your most anticipated game or announcement from the Nintendo Switch Direct? I am very excited to see that movie. I'm I'll say slightly interested to see some of those Nintendo 64 releases onto the Switch Online library. Um, shoot, I, I guess what am I excited about there? That's a good question, Dustin. Uh, Castlevania. Triangle Strategy I am very excited about because I was a big fan of Final Fantasy Tactics. I loved it, and this looks like one of those, you know, kind of board game style strategy rpgs if it if it has anything like uh final fantasy tactics to include jobs i would love to see job classes in it uh i'm all on board with that i guess nothing else really mario party superstars i'm very interested in that i love playing those uh with my friends and family yeah what are you excited about from the nintendo direct um okay 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 other Gaming stories from GamingBolt.com. Neil Druckmann, who is Naughty Dog's co-president, he confirmed to direct, um, or he's been confirmed to direct some of the Last of Us HBO series. So that's pretty cool because if he's in, if he is as involved with the Last of Us, or if he was involved at all with the Last of Us, I'm, you know, he's co-president. I'm sure he had some directive, creative directorial control i'm struggling i'm struggling today guys i'm so sorry (laughs) um but those that are closest with the project from the video game should definitely at the very least be consulted it's cool to see him maybe getting a directing credit to some of these episodes uh for the hbo series and there was a new photo i think that was released for that series as well of joel and ellie but it was like their back was turned or something. I didn't see it. I just heard it described. Halo uh, Infinite Test Flight uh, is in motion right now. I just signed up for the Xbox Insider so I could join in on the test flight that is coming this weekend. There's one October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So if you have an Xbox and you are interested in getting in on that test flight, I don't think it's too late. All you have to do is... Go to your Xbox, go to the Microsoft Store, go to Xbox Insider, and download the that bundle. When you do, they'll give you some terms of service, and they'll say, hey, you want to test out new features and apps and whatnot, and you say, yes, I would, and then you once you get that downloaded, 
you can go to a, it's a, uh, it just kind of like a splash page where it'll show you different previews and things that you can get in on, including different, uh, beta betas, <laughs> betas, <laughs> different betas. And you get in on these different betas and this is to include halo infinite, uh, test flight. So I'm looking forward to potentially getting to play some of that this next weekend with Anthony. Uh, so we can give you kind of a recap and review of how halo infinite is, uh, shaking out. Now, these test flights are of course, um, they're, they're beta runs, so they're not going to be perfect. There are going to be glitches. And this is, I think the second one, maybe even the third one. And so some of those have probably already been ironed out, but it's not like an indication of what the final game is, but I'm excited to, to check that out. Uh, some Activision Blizzard news. Holy cow. These guys, every time I do a news segment, I talk about these guys, Activision Blizzard is now being investigated by the SEC, uh, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. And this is, again, following the uh, complaints from their personnel, following the uh, accusations of harassment and abuse that went on at Activision Blizzard by some very powerful people within the company. Uh, Here's some more Activision Blizzard stuff. They reached a settlement with the EEOC, and that's, I believe, the Employee Equal Opportunity Commission or something for $18 million. They settled for $18 million for, quote, eligible claimants. So already these guys are, I mean, they've got lawsuits coming at them left, right, and center. Uh, More news, Blizzard's chief legal officer has resigned. Uh, Charlie Hart, I guess, Uh, She resigned with the company after, I believe it was three years with the company. And then Overwatch executive producer Chaco Sonny is also leaving Blizzard. Um, By all accounts, uh, Chaco Sonny, he seems like a a, a nice guy, I guess. Uh, Probably not someone that was wrapped up in all of this. And it's interesting when you see these people in, in high positions within this company fleeing I mean, there's, there's two mindsets, you know, is it, is it rats fleeing a sinking ship? Is it these people that were embroiled in scandal or don't want to be implicated or are being implicated that are leaving? Or is it people that they feel like the company that they work for has been, their reputation has been so tarnished that they have made a career move to get out Uh, from under this building that's on fire. I'm sorry for using so many mixed metaphors in that case as well. Um, But it's very interesting to see all of these high-powered, high-profile people within Activision Blizzard leave Activision Blizzard. Okay, Valve is sending uh, Steam Decks, you know, the portable console we talked about before, to different developers so they can test their existing games on the hardware. So the Steam Deck, if you remember is a console that's it's supposed to be in direct competition with the Nintendo Switch, or at least that's what it feels like. But it is also supposed to play all of the titles that are currently on the Steam network right now. So um, I guess it's it's cool to see that they're sending it out, making sure that all of the games that are currently on Steam can run at least halfway decently on their new hardware. 
Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney says Fortnite could be blacklisted on iOS devices and Mac devices for five years. So the 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 lawsuit, or at least the the broad strokes of the lawsuit, are over, and I think we talked about that on another episode. It's kind of a uh, a win for everybody, kind of. Like Apple, Apple says, well, they still can't, they still cannot charge uh, directly to the product when they're on an iOS device. However. Uh, for Epic, they can steer consumers to to go uh, get get their product elsewhere or be charged elsewhere, so Apple does not get its cut. So it's kind of a win for a win for both uh, platforms. Okay, here's the respawn stuff I was talking about at the top of the program. Respawn community coordinator Jason Garza, uh, he said that Titanfall three isn't happening anytime soon. And so I'm sure that was met by a, a just absolute tsunami of dejection and criticism and frustration from Titanfall fans, myself included. If I heard something like that, I would not be excited because I love the Titanfall franchise. A Titanfall 2 had one of, if not the best, first-person uh, shooter story campaigns that I have ever played in my life. And I will, I will die on that hill. Uh, so Titanfall 3, I'm very excited. This was, however, followed up by a tweet from Respawn themselves. Then they said, Titanfall is at the very core of our DNA. And they also said, who knows what the future holds? So it's, I mean, it's not confirmation that there's another Titanfall game coming out, though that would be amazing. Uh, it's just... It's allowing us to hold on to that hope that they will develop and release a Titanfall 3 and that it will be released not pinched between a Battlefield game and a Call of Duty game, which is why Titanfall 2 uh, failed 100%. Had they given that a later holiday release or an early spring release, I'm almost positive Titanfall 2 would be one of the best-selling at least Xbox games. Was Titanfall 2 a uh, platform exclusive? Was that on Xbox only? No, I think that was PlayStation and Xbox. I think the original Titanfall, Titanfall 1, was exclusive. All right, how about a couple rumors, folks? Uh, we got Hollow Knight, Silk Song, which is the sequel to Hollow Knight, a very, very popular game. I played a little bit of it. It was very hard. I think it's kind of a roguelike game. Maybe it is. But there's a rumor that it is coming out on the 1st of February of next year. This is from the Geoforce Now database leak. Another rumor, uh, Mojang is working on two new Minecraft games. Now, this rumor has me, it has me feeling some kind of way. It has me feeling um, of two minds about the thing. On the one hand, I would love to see a new and revamped Minecraft with better graphics, more, I don't know, dynamic uh, AI. I'd love to see it with more crafting options, more uh, questing options, more of a, a streamlined, hard and fast storyline. I would love to see that. On the other hand, Minecraft, 
The original game is like Legos. You are never going to see a Legos sequel because Legos just are. You can make anything with Legos. You can do anything with Legos. So there's no real need to retread that same ground again. And anything that you wanted to do in a Minecraft 2, you could just add as an update to Minecraft, the original game. I would hate to see the uh, Minecraft fan base be divided and diluted with a sequel to Minecraft. Now, that's not to say that this rumor says it's going to be Minecraft 2 specifically, a world-building crafting game like Minecraft. They did release Minecraft Dungeons, and so maybe, you know, they've got a Minecraft fighter, or maybe they've got a uh, another Minecraft RPG in the works, or maybe it's a Minecraft first-person shooter game, which, you know, you can go into first-person in Minecraft anyway. So, uh, you know, I, I'm of two minds about it, but... Hey, there it is. Here's another rumor. Metroid Prime is going to be getting a remaster for the whole trilogy in 2022. So that's that's pretty exciting. I know my brother was a big fan of the Metroid Prime series, and I believe that was the first person Metroid series that came out on the. Oh, shoot. Was it the GameCube? Maybe it was the Nintendo 64. Hmm. Had to be the GameCube. I'm calling it the GameCube. If I'm wrong, please leave me a nasty comment below. Not too nasty. My feelings are sensitive. I could be hurt greatly. Um, leave me a regular comment and correct me politely. And then ask me what I had for lunch. Let me tell you, it was delicious. What did I have for lunch? What was today? Where was I during lunch? I don't know. I think I just had some ramen. Not like good ramen either. Not like... The stuff that uh, Naruto Uzumaki would eat in uh, in a, a ramen shop in the uh, the Leaf Village, but some ramen like you would peel the plastic off and stick in the microwave. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted all those carcinogens from the the styrofoam and get cancer and all that, that's the kind of ramen I had. I didn't put it in the microwave though. I boiled water like you're supposed to. Um, okay, here's another story. Uh, the initiative. And that's the uh, Microsoft first uh, first party studio that is working on Perfect Dark. They announced via a tweet that they were going to be partnering with Crystal Dynamics uh, on Perfect Dark. So and then I guess Phil Spencer followed it up. And it's funny, some of the people that I, I listen to, I watch and I read, they were talking about what a sneaky announcement this was. Because it was done very late in the day on Thursday, kind of to sweep it under the rug and say, yeah, we announced it. We did it quietly. No one's going to know about it. No one needs to worry about it. Uh, and so they got the announcement out there. But why is Crystal Dynamics, the um, their developers that worked on like the Avengers game, they also work on, shoot, what else do they work on? They They work on... They work on all kinds of stuff. One of my windows just closed on my computer. That was really weird. I didn't touch anything. If you're my FBI agent who's listening and watching me through the webcam on my computer, don't close my windows, man. Like you can watch me record this podcast all day long. Oh my God. It just came back. <laughs> I'm legitimately scared for my life now. What, what just happened? Thank you. Agent, agent Smith. What should I name the FBI agent that runs my computer? 
that runs my digital surveillance. Agent, Agent Johanna, Johanna, Joanna, Agent Joanna, Joanna Dark, Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's getting a new game developed by the initiative who is now working with Crystal Dynamics. There we go. We segued it back into reality. I hope, (laughs) I hope the FBI treats me better for the rest of this, the rest of this podcast. That was very strange. So does that bode well? for the initiative's progress. Now, this is a new studio. This is a new first-party studio that Microsoft has has funded, has staffed, and is making a very high-profile game in Perfect Dark, a remaster or a reboot of a series that is much beloved from the 90s. Um, Does it bode well that they need help from Crystal Dynamics? Do we want Crystal Dynamics? I mean, the initiative is, is as of now, unproven. So they, you know, come what may, they may, may show to be a terrible studio or a wonderful studio. We're, we're yet to see. Um, and so this crystal dynamics thing, wait, hold on. Let me check my notes here. Uh, outer wilds. Yeah. Okay. We're going to come back to that here in just a second. Um, okay. New, new news, other news, (laughs) continued news. I have no idea how to pace this time myself or anything else. Horizon Forbidden West was developed and tested simultaneously on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Now, I am not a PlayStation boy. However, this news does excite me because one of the big hangups that I have with this new generation of consoles is the cross-generation play that uh, some of these games are getting. And they're being released on both the Xbox One and the Xbox Series and the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. And something that this does, or I feel like it does, and I've heard other people give this same kind of um, trepidation about this setup, is that it takes a game and makes it have to be downgraded to, to be able to be played on this previous generation console. So we don't, we're not going to experience truly the next generation masterpieces that we should be in the PlayStation 5 and in the Xbox series. What this does, though, what this Horizon Forbidden West news does is if they are developing it at at the same time for both consoles, perhaps they are allowing for that next generation boost to really be felt by this game. And I don't have a PlayStation 5, and I most likely will not get one probably for another few years. I mean, hell, they haven't started releasing good first-party games on the Xbox series yet. Uh, But I'm excited to see the reaction once this game comes out and what kind of the, the comparison is between the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 version uh, once it's released. Cyberpunk 2077 Quest Director is asking fans for feedback on quests and design. Uh, So that's kind of cool. Cyberpunk 2077 notoriously screwed us with those, uh, especially Xbox One and PlayStation 4 releases of their game. But CD Projekt Red does have a good track record of sticking with their games. And so hopefully they get some good feedback on these quest lines from the original base game. And I can only assume that this request was made because, uh, you know, they're working on the DLC. 
They're working on additional additional content. PlayStation 5 has officially sold over 1 million units in the UK. And I looked it up. Uh, as of July, PlayStation 5 had sold 10 million of its new consoles. And by June of this year, the Xbox Series X and S together have sold 6.5 million copies. Six million units, 6.5 million units. So not quite the trouncing that we saw in the previous generation, though PlayStation still does maintain the lead over Xbox. Dolby Vision Gaming is now live for the Xbox series, which includes support for over 100 titles. What that does, it gives you better, better brightness, color, and contrast than standard HDR, and it supports HDR10, and auto HDR titles. I know I said that with a great deal of confidence and a great deal of bravado and machismo in my voice. However, I have no idea what it means. So Anthony, if you're listening to this podcast, perhaps you could clarify uh, with me the next time we do meet. Okay. Speaking of crystal dynamics from the initiative story or the initiative headline that we talked about a little bit earlier, Marvel's Avengers is coming to Game Pass today. So if you have not already seen it on your Game Pass, uh, take a look. You will be able to download the Avengers game for free. Now, the Avengers game, I have long since uh, just <laughs> derided as being a complete insult to me and my wallet. And how dare you provide a DLC for the PlayStation that is exclusive to the PlayStation when we are not getting a equally compensated for our, our purchase of it on the Xbox. How dare you crystal dynamics and square Enix. How rude. Now I'll give it a shot now that it's on game pass and it is costing me no extra dollars for my monthly subscription. But does this mean that crystal dynamics is entering a maybe more friendly partnership with Microsoft. I mean, they are including the Avengers game on Game Pass. Also, they are making this deal where they're working with the initiative to bone up that game, the, the perfect art game, make sure that's playable and most likely meeting deadlines and is on time. Could this speak to a, a, a closer working relationship with the Microsoft teams. There's a, uh, a battlefield 2042 open beta on October 6th through 9th. Maybe it's open beta. It might be a, might be a closed beta. I'm not sure if you're interested in getting in on that battlefield 2442. Um, I, I got something going on that weekend. I just, I just can't outer worlds, uh, not outer worlds, outer wilds echoes of the eye. Uh, that's a DLC that is out now. So if you're interested in Outer Wilds, here's some big news and some very interesting news as well. Oxenfree developer Night School Studio has just been acquired by Netflix. And I know we talked about the story a few uh, weeks ago where Netflix has said they are going to get more, has said they're going to, to dip their toe more into uh, streaming gaming. Uh, so this is, I mean, I think it's very exciting. Now, Oxenfree, I played a little bit of, it's a good game. It's a fun indie game. It's got a, a, a very interesting and neat story. It's not like a triple a AAA blockbuster by any stretch of the imagination, but what it is, 
is a fun game, an interesting studio, and what I think could be a very ambitious first step in Netflix getting in on this buying war that, you know, Microsoft and Epic Games and Sony have been doing looking for first party developers. And what a place to be as a developer, to be one of the first first party developers for the streaming giant Netflix. Netflix has always innovated, right? They took out Blockbuster by delivering movies to your house. And then really diving into the streaming model for movies and television. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. And, and and this should bear fruit, I imagine, depending on the kinds of games that they're working on, probably within two or three years. So I'm very excited to see what goes on there. Uh, another delay has happened. Scorn, an Xbox exclusive, has been delayed to 2022, which is a shame. Looked like a good game, not one that I would play, however, because it... Um, I'm what, what do the scholars call me? I'm a wiener. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a scaredy cat and it looks very nasty and scary. Um, and then finally there is a new mode coming to apex legends, uh, called apex chronicles, which is going to be quote bite-sized story quests. And so, uh, apex legends, one thing they have done for the Titanfall universe is they have, very, very much expanded the lore for the universe. And if they include just, I guess, yet another thing to expand the lore, uh, it can't be a, can't be a bad thing at all. And before I end the podcast episode today, well, before I end, why don't you go leave us a like on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, like the page. We don't have enough followers. Ask us some questions. We don't have enough questions. Um, leave your comment on what, what you expect to be delayed next. Is it uh, a scorns delayed now, but are we going to have a delay of the Mario movie that we're also excited about? Is that going to be holiday 2023 instead of 2022? Leave us a comment and let us know. Uh, you can also send us an email at uh, culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to feature you on this show or, or any of our other shows. Okay. Let's get into uh, what's, what has been released and what is being released here. So yesterday centipede recharged. <laughs> That's it. That's the only game coming out for the next two months. Go download it. It's on everything. Uh, all right, coming out today, Rogue Lords on the, on the PC, Hot Wheels Unleashed on everything. I think that's one that Anthony's really, really going to enjoy. eFootball 2022 is coming out on everything today. Uh, Darksiders 3 is coming out uh, today on the Nintendo Switch. Astria Ascending coming out on everything today. Uh, and then on October 1st, we get Phoenix Point Behemoth Edition and then FIFA uh, 2022. And then, let's see, what do we have coming up? The Alan Wake remastered game is coming out on October 5th. Also on October 5th, Hell Let Loose, uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X exclusive. So that's a next-generation exclusive. Uh, it's a first-person shooter. Jet the Far Shore comes out on October 5th. This one looked really interesting. That's PlayStation uh, 4 and 5 and PC. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. 
<laughs> the the major Smash Brothers competitor that's coming out. Coming out on the 5th on everything. Then we got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania coming out on October 5th. Far Cry 6 comes out October 7th. Mark your, mark your calendars. Um, because if you want to go out and quest in the jungle, like this, this is the one for you. Then on October 8th, Metroid Dread, everybody, are you ready for Metroid Dread? I know I'm ready for Metroid Dread. And then Tetris Effect Connected, which has been out on other systems. I've had it on the Xbox probably since I bought the Xbox, but it's coming out on Nintendo Switch on October 8th. And that should be about the next week. Before I get back to you next week to tell you what's coming out the week after that. And then the next week after that, where I tell you what's coming out the week after that, after, after that, uh, that's, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for tuning into the culture Jack news desk. I missed you so much. I'm very excited to share my story about why I missed last week's podcasts. Well, I'll, I'll be talking with Anthony about that. We're, we're going to get together and do some more, uh, some more joint episodes and so look forward to those coming up and like i said get a hold of us facebook twitter instagram um if you are on facebook all of the episodes are now streaming and archived uh, so we do have a library on there as well if you're interested in listening there you can listen to us everywhere though we're on spotify and soundcloud and apple podcasts and audible podcasts we're on amazon music we're on google play music we're on Player FM, we're on Pandora Radio, we're every dang place, so go ahead and, and, and check us out, share us with your friends, we'd appreciate it uh, greatly, but thank you so much for joining us here at the, the Culture Jack News Desk, I'm Dustin, I was your host, that's the news, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>